End game is upon us. You know, we just we we were talking about what to do for our next OG chat. You know, I was like, oh, we could use this game, we could do that game, or 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 talk about the end game. See, what I did there. That's pretty I, good. I, I do see what you did there. That's, uh, that's hello, overachievers. It's our third OG chat. This one, we're talking about the new Avengers End Game. Let, let's let's get let's get down to the skinny of it. So before we do that, do you, do you want to do you want to do a non-spoilery section so people want to hear some things if they're interested or they haven't seen it yet, and then we'll get into spoilers or what? Hmm. We can take like ten minutes and go into spoilers, uh, non-spoiler stuff. What? How could we not? What? <laughs> how? I mean, we could just try it and see what happens. Well, I mean, yeah, lay, lay it on me. How could we not spoil? All right, so let's just talk about real quick how you felt about it uh, outside uh, of any well, sort yeah. of story stuff. Uh, I thought it was well done, narratively, cinematically. Um, the direction was great. All the characters really, like, that's whoever was in charge of casting for the Marvel, for the MCU, should be given the biggest award out of anyone, realist, in my opinion like yeah all of these actors who played the characters like they feel like those fucking characters most importantly i think is chris evans as steve rogers uh and that's just probably because chris evans is so bland no offense chris evans you're the best (laughs) but you are like your standard you know white bread boy like i'm sure your favorite sandwich is like a a a turkey with mayo on white bread you know or hot that's fine that's exactly what Steve Rogers is. Steve Rogers is a no frills to the point fucking guy. And Chris Evans played that great. And, you know, I cried a bunch during this movie, but I cry all the goddamn time. I'm, I'm an emotional boy, Charlie. Nothing the wrong thing with that. About, nothing wrong with that. The thing about this movie, though, was Thursday night was the conclusion of 10 years of my life of a like cinematic experience. You know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? So like I was already feeling more emotional about it than like any other. I'm sure like I'm sure with like, you know, uh, the rise of Skywalker, like the next Star Wars, it'll probably feel the same because, you know, we're closing out a, a story that's been going on for so long. That's had so much impact on my life. Um, and that's kind of how I felt with Endgame. Uh, I sat in virtual queue for five hours the day that tickets went out because, you know, in New York, it was fucking no man's land for tickets. They were selling tickets on like online for like thousands of dollars. I hear, you know, yeah, dude, apparently there was like some eBay tickets for like IMAX 4DX or what the fuck ever. Who who the fuck would pay that grand? Who would, who pay that kind of money to go see, just go wait a week. You know, it's like, it's not, but not only that, I feel like if you got cash to splash, like for five grand for a movie ticket, you can probably just rent out a theater. I don't know. At that like point, how much yeah. does a fucking theater rent out, you know? Jesus. Um But yeah, man, there was a lot of heavy hitting parts, a lot of comic callbacks, which we'll get into in a second, which I was very happy about. And the thing I like that the MCU has done very well is that they tie all of their movies together. It's a little difficult if you haven't seen some other Marvel movies in the past like 
10 years to like not know like a very very small specific thing like the scene i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil the scene but there's a scene involving ant-man that if you didn't watch the after credits ant-man and the wasp you're gonna be like what the fuck how did he get to where he is you know what i'm saying so like yeah they really expect you to watch everything which i don't hate i'm gonna watch it anyway i'm sure it might be a little harder for I don't want to say more casual fans, but like, you know, family, like parents taking their kids or whatever, you know what I'm saying? No, the more, more casual uh, is, is, I would say that's appropriate. Like, I would just wish they would have like a, you know, previously on, granted it's a movie and not a TV <laughs> show, but like, you know, a previously on would have been nice. So Dude, like, I mean, that's I, funny. Amanda and I watched uh, like, I think seven movies or something like that in this course of the week, just to, ke- to catch back up on everything. Like we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, we watched... Um, right. Doctor Which Strange. A lot, people, a lot of people in my office did the same exact thing. So it's like you know we have the luxury of being able to do that, but it's like you know a, a nice little. I mean the the Alamo Draft House had that kind of like hey here's all 21 movies and the recaps and whatnot before right. the movie started. But like you know if you're showing up right at right at movie time, you may not have that option of seeing that. But for sure, for I sure. wish they had like a little like you know previously on Avengers. Can MC. you imagine what that would be? It would be so fucking much info. Yeah, I mean, it was it was straight up like thirty minutes of, um, you know, just recap before. Wait, they they did that themselves? They made that? <laughs> yeah, the Alamo Draft House did that. Yeah. Whoa, that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's why that's why we like going there because the Alamo Draft House. They do shit like that. For people who don't know what the Alamo Draft House is, it's a, um, it's like a, I don't know if they started in Texas or not, but like here, there's a there's a few across the country, and it's a it's a very mature type of theater. So they have like a full bar that you can order at beforehand, and then you can go inside, and then you can get like they have meals that you can order, and like there's servers that come you know serve you at your seat, so you can order like you know like a beer or wine or mixed drink, and you know you can get yourself like some brunch. So like my wife and I like going there on Sundays, and like we'll go see a movie, and like that's our brunch, and so on and so forth. So. Right, but yeah. So, but they're like they they also do like you know indie film screenings. They'll do like they'll have I think yeah. like next week I is like tell, I wish it wasn't so far from me. Like the one in downtown Brooklyn's a little little deep. Yeah, f- from where I live. But luckily, I got like bar syndicated. I don't really like the Nighthawk too much. I don't dislike yeah. it. It's just the the viewing experience isn't great. I love bar syndicated. That's like my favorite place. They have really good food. It's a nice theater. They use it's mostly indie films and like like foreign and obscure or like old ass movies. Sometimes they'll do newer stuff, but that's great. But I feel you on that. That that that's that's that that's really nice. Fuck, you're right. Uh, having a thirty minute recap would probably encapsulate everything. Yeah, but the the other thing that I like about the Alamo is they're very serious about like no one everyone's there oh, very yeah they're they're there for the experience like they're very serious they about kick like people out yeah they kick people phones. out like well yeah. not only having phones but like have like talking loudly and making a ruckus like i mean there's yeah. there there are people there are points in which you know everyone cheered and whatnot in end game but like you know if you're sitting there having a full-on conversation like you can just yeah. you know raise a yeah uh, an order card and like the management will come over and fucking kick people out because like people pay for you know the experience and like you're just sitting there ruining it and so and also oh, sure. it's assigned seating which i really like so you pick your seats yeah i mean at this point i don't get any movie tickets in new york without it being assigned seats i don't I, there's no fucking point i refuse yeah like i, I and like i could have gotten probably some better tickets 
for like different times if I if I wasn't that way. But also like fuck that, I'm not playing that game in New York with like <laughs> the thirty thousand people going to see Endgame on opening night. I can only imagine how many people were out that night to see it, Endgame. They've already made a billion dollars this weekend. Yeah. Oh, like in both international and domestic. Yeah. Because oh, Thursday night it was sixty four million. Jesus Christ. Just Thursday night. And that was domestic. Yeah, that's crazy. But also, I don't. Uh, I'm not. It doesn't surprise me. So. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna beat everything. I mean, people. Are, I, I have a friend that's already seen it three times. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, he's, he's like a very. Uh, he's a huge comic book nerd. Like, I get it. I wouldn't expect anything less. I, I saw, dude. I saw The Force Awakens four times. In, like, right. The first like week and a half. Like, I get it. You know. Respect. Respect. Uh, all right, we're eight so, minutes yeah. in. That's the, okay. That's uh, enough. For, here, so, here, lay ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you don't want to hear spoilers or you haven't seen it yet, turn us off now. This is the this is your final warning. Spoilers ahead. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, but, but it's you should about go to go to the deep. You end. should go see it and then download this and then come back and uh, you know just you know yeah, listen to it fair. again after you're done. So fair. That's it. That's all you. Okay. So <sighs> off the bat, Charlie, it was like. When when Tony Stark gets off the the Guardian's jet and he and he looks at Steve and he goes, I lost it. I lost the kid. I just Im- immediately started crying. Immediately. <laughs> that scene was so emotionally well done. Like Tony Stark was just fucking defeated. Defeated. Yeah. Utterly defeated. And it was so well played. Oh god, it was so well done. Um I also like there was a minute where I was expecting them to bamboozle us, you know, after they go to um what was the planet? Ty oh, I forget whatever the garden was, wherever Thanos was chilling, and then they fucking decapitate him and yeah. it went to black. And then you see the five, like I said, five. Well, the, I first saw FI, so I was like, Oh my god, are they gonna put Finn? Is that it? Are we done? <laughs> that's, that's, that's all of Endgame. <laughs> that would have been the, that would have been such baller status. I would have had mad respect for that if that was the case. Yeah. Like, haha, but three like, hours, three hours of credits. Three <laughs> hours of credit, and that's your recap right there, Charlie. Yeah, exactly. Uh but like uh that that beginning was just so well done and like what a harsh cold opening with clint and his family yeah oh my god he got left over like i'm almost curious though if that was supposed to be an after credit scene of a different movie like did somebody come out in between infinity war and this or no captain marvel i think no um captain marvel and ant-man and the wasp i think were the two that came out i'm very i'm very curious like, because that, that feels to me like an after credit scene. Yeah. You know? Either way, though, it was so well done. Well, and, like, his de- his descent into becoming Ronin was, fuck. Dude, that Tokyo scene was hard. That shit was harsh. Yeah, he straight up went Deadpool on everyone. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, but not funny. Like, just killing motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> killing Yakuza and Cartel and, like, he kind of, like, yeah, Ronin is an interesting character in the comic books. Uh, cause uh, that, that kind of happens. Like Hawkeye goes off the deep end a little bit and, and just starts going buck wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they did a good job of showcasing how, cause it's the thing, man, people don't realize that Hawkeye is like a, a fucking badass dude with like no powers. He's just very good at shooting. Yeah. Like, he's just very skillful. He's also like a super, he's like probably the best spy in the world. Can speak mad languages is great at strategy. There's a reason why 
they put him up in the sky in the first Avengers for the invasion because he just like motherfucker is good at anal- uh, analyzing things and you know being on top of that like he's fucking good yeah and like showing him just fuck up an entire thing of Yakuza was fucking cool man <laughs> and that dude who played the Yakuza boss I forgot his name but he's been in like fucking every yeah he's Japanese in everything film. yeah he's so good yeah I recognized him immediately I was like oh shit so yeah he's fucking great uh, did you yeah, also that, that whole what? Did you notice that that was that whole sequence with him with the yakuza was it's a one shot? It's a oneer, yeah. Oh yeah, I thought that, that was, was well done. So that's that's what I'm excited to talk about too is like taking our film experiences uh, from working in the industry and like applying it to this, like because you know you're you have the comic book knowledge um, really, and I'm really the you know it, not necessarily saying that I'm not comic book knowledgeable, but like I have like a, a much deeper in understanding of all the film stuff since i work in it 24 7 so but it's fair like i'm kind of excited to do this because of you know us you know what's great about that winner too charlie is i like it's kind of like i felt like it with how chivo does his winners like i didn't even realize it was fucking one shot yeah that's how good like that's a good scene when you can not like have multi-shot like camera going on but you don't fucking realize it. You just it's you're so encapsulated in like cinematically that light was amazing. Like the mm-hmm. the like the coloring of that I mean, I just love, I actually really enjoyed that Tokyo that Tokyo scene. And then actually with Natasha coming up afterwards, like, What's up? Why are you what what why are you being crazy, dude? You should probably yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was such a it was such a good a good start to that film. Like Oh yeah, I was just, you know, I I liked how they essentially got right to it and you know kind of did everything, and then yep. they kind of like, were just defeated out the get go. Like, how are we gonna f- do this? And then they're like, okay, how are we dealing with all of our you know anxiety five years later? And you know, Cap is yeah. kind of like not really doing anything, or nobody's really doing anything. Just Natasha kind of sitting around trying to hold the strings together because she this is all she's known, so she has to do something. So, so and also. Um... The interesting thing about Captain doing that support group afterwards was that's what uh, Sam Wilson used to do, Falcon. He used to have the support group for uh, people with PTSD, and Captain was kind of it was kind of it was a callback to uh, Winter Soldier in uh, in Civil War with Sam Wilson, or not Civil War, but specifically uh, Winter Soldier. How Falcon used to have the support group for soldiers out out of out of war, and it's kind of cool that captain was taking that mantle up you know what i mean also mm-hmm. side note the the one russo brother who was the director in that he, or he, director of the film but he was in that scene oh uh, really he's the one talking yeah the dude who was like oh is that with this dude and blah 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 like the gay dude that was actually also not only was that one of the russo brothers the directors that was also the first gay character we've seen in the mcu mm-hmm. in any of the movies fun fact no oh, good to uh, know but it's Apparently the Rooster Brothers like doing that. They like to like sneak themselves in, which I don't mind. I kind of like that shit. Um, but uh, it was cool to see them. They just really tied together so many of the movies, and and besides the comic callbacks, which I, I fucking love, them doing so well tying the movies was fucking great. Was fucking great. Um, yeah, like it's like so. What what other instances are there like callbacks and and so on and so forth? Because I met. I know I called you after you were done, and you kind of explained to me one of the lines later on with uh, Captain America, you know, holding Mjolnir, and 
Thor's being like, I knew it. Like, I thought it was like Loki in disguise. He's like, ah, I know my brother's still alive. But you said it was something else, right? Besides, like in the comics, we've seen Captain America uh, pick up Mjolnir a couple times. Uh, But like Captain America is the best of us. He is the best of us. Like as humans, I would say. He is like the embodiment of the human spirit, of justice, of morality. If there's any human alive that's worthy of Mjolnir, besides Jane Foster, but that's neither here nor there. She she picks up the hammer, but that's a different whole other thing. Which fun, okay, well, I'll get to that afterwards. Uh, it would be Captain America. And so in Age of Ultron, they're all chilling in the Avengers Tower. They're all drinking, having fun. It was post-party. They're all trying to lift the hammer up, and Captain barely lifts it. And both Thor and Captain share a look. Everyone's like, oh, okay, almost, but like, there's a theory that Captain could have lifted it there, but he chose not to, so that Thor didn't look bad, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think that is confirmed in Endgame, because when it flies to Captain's hand, and Thor then screams, "I knew it," I think that is just more proof that Thor knew that Captain could lift it if he really wanted to, because there was a lot of banter after that with between Tony Stark, Thor, and Captain about who could lift the hammer. Um, but side note, my favorite, actually one of my favorite favorite runs of Thor, comic wise, is the Mighty Thor, and that's Jane Foster takes the mantle of Thor for a little bit, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of thought when the hammer flew, I thought we were going to see Natalie Portman grab the hammer. I really did because that <laughs> that run just happened. That was a new run, and that's why I figured they. Uh, either way, I was so happy that Captain did it. Uh, but also, my other favorite uh, comic callback was when they're time traveling and Captain's in the elevator with all the Hydra secret agent shield dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, number one, that was a play-by-play shot from um, uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, in Winter Soldier, that. Captain gets gets on the elevator and everyone look at, everyone's sweating, they're, grabbing, they're getting ready to grab the guns and they start talking. So they did that shot for shot, which was really nice. But... Uh, he's like, oh, the director told me to take this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I didn't get that. And then Captain leans over and just goes, hail Hydra. Uh, obviously, that was good writing because, you know, he kept me as get in and out without any problems. But also, we just had a couple of years, 2017, 16, we had this Secret Empire run, which is where uh, Hydra gets a, a hold of uh, the Tesseract or in, in the comic universe, it's just the uh, the Power Stone. And they fuck with the time the time stream so that Captain America, Steve Rogers actually was an undercover uh, Hydra agent. And there's like this crazy fight. What are you fucking doing? Fucking cats. There's this crazy fight. All of the heroes are pretty much fucked up. And Captain's the last one standing with Mjolnir. Uh, he didn't have Mjolnir there. Uh, but he, last one standing in the last frame is Captain America looking out into the battlefield and just says, Hail Hydra. And it was like, it wasn't the best comic run, but it was still pretty fun. But mm-hmm. like, I th- I would like to assume it wasn't just them using that as a narrative pushing point so that he doesn't have to fight a whole bunch more people and not fuck with the time stream. I would like to think that that was a callback to Secret Empire because that was so recent. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then but- we had some other shit. Like, don't do anything stupid. Like, you took all the stupid with you. Like, that happened in, like, uh, the Captain America, the first Avenger uh, like that kid at the funeral was like the random kid that was there. Did you notice him? Yeah, the one that like at the funeral, like every, the camera's panning over everyone, and you see one there. Yeah. That's, that's the kid that he saves in Iron Man Three, right? Yes, 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 yes. That was that the cheeseburger line, like when when Tony Stark first gets saved in Iron Man One, 
and they're like, oh, what do you want to eat? He's like, cheeseburgers. And at the end, you know, um, John Favreau, I can't believe I forgot. Lucky. No, yeah. not Lucky. Yeah. Is it Lucky? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he asks his daughter Morgan, like, what do you want? And she's like, cheeseburgers. He's like, I'm going to get you all the goddamn cheeseburgers you want, kid. Like, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. A lot of, like, man, my favorite, um, I had a couple favorite scenes. My favorite scene besides, not well, not just because, like, the scene where we have all the armies of, like, Earth come out of the Doctor Strange's portals. Obviously, that was dope. Oh, that was another callback when uh, you hear on uh, Steve Rogers' earpiece on your at Sam and he says on your left um in Winter Soldier every morning Sam Wilson would run around DC and every morning Captain America would run past him because he's super fast it would say on your left and there was a funny bit of banter between them and that was like a nice little bit from Winter Soldier there's a lot of Winter Soldier callbacks because the Brewster brothers also did that too oh I didn't realize um, that yeah yeah so there's a lot of Winter Soldier I think Civil War too but yeah like that on your left but then uh it was the first time that we really saw the the numbers of the Sanctum Santorum. Is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Sanctum Santorum? Probably. Doctor Strange, <laughs> Strange's people. His homies. The, uh, his clique. Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctorum. Um, that's the first time we saw them as like a large force. Because don't forget, they had spots all over the world. They yeah. were a very large group. And I fucking lo- I loved it. Because besides seeing like, you know, Doctor Strange and Wong and everything we really saw their numbers and they had like a huge role. Like with Thanos starts to rain fire down from a ship, they all put the shield up. Like they're, they're a strong group that I feel like the MCU didn't really utilize. And I'm happy they did. And then you, know, obviously we saw the, the rest of the Asgardians. We saw the Wakandans, which was fucking dope when black Panther, Okoye and Shuri walked through the portal. Oh, that was so, that was so good, man. Yeah, a lot of that people, was so good. a lot of people cheered at that moment in our theater oh, and everything. So dude, there was some dude screaming like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Like it was the best. <laughs> it was so funny. He was, this dude was going buck wild. Um, people, that shit was great. That whole man, that whole opening fight with Ant-Man giant size, punching the one fucking Chitari ship down. Well, you notice and, that like he used physics, like I was, it was interesting as I was going through and reading a bunch of comments on Reddit and like somebody had pointed out, like he like, braced himself and like put his weight into it because he knew of his his bigger size if you notice like from other movies how he fights like he like actually like braced himself and like did a full-on swing different than what you would if you're normal size because he knew how big he was it was was pretty cool like little little things like that i'm what's funny when he was running to the water i was like dude what are you gonna fucking do what are you you gonna how are you gonna save them (laughs) i totally forgot about the and and whatnot yeah (laughs) he can get big yeah um and I really like the because kind of going back to what you're saying earlier with the you know the elevator scene sequence. I love the the captain versus captain scene. It was so oh, good, dude. How good was that? Like the uh, the whole line of like I could do this all day. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That was also a callback from uh, Winter Soldier and What's from it? when he was a kid. Well, because when he's a kid, he's he's getting beat up in the alley in the first Captain America: First Avenger. And uh, the, the bully's just beating him up, and they, they kick the shit out of him, and he's like, I could do this all day. And then Bucky saves him. And then also in Winter Soldier, he's fighting Iron Man uh, at the end of Winter Soldier when they're like in like that snow area. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man's just, they're just like beating the shit out of each other, and he's like, I could do this all day. That was like his thing. And that's, I, that was really good. Uh, that was really fucking funny, man. I also didn't realize that I was like, man, Captain America fucked up. He fought himself like... Now Captain America is going to know, but I forgot that the scepter can also erase minds. Yeah. You use the scepter to erase the other Captain oh, America's. I was wondering what that memory. was for. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's yeah. why that... he, he erased the other Captain America's memory, which makes a lot of sense. That was that was well done. Um, but 
to skip real quick so I don't want to forget this. We are now, though, in a new timeline in the MCU. So there is one fuck up with the timeline. Do you, did you catch how the timeline's now fucked up? Uh, I don't forget. They were going back in time. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we'll just put the stones back right where they were. Nothing will have gotten fucked up. No one, blah, blah, blah. But do you know what the fuck up was? No, I don't. Steve Rogers stayed in the fucking past, Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Rogers stayed in the past and had a, a fucking whole fucking flippity doodah with his fucking old ass love interest and grew old and stayed there. Like, the whole reason in the MCU that S.H.I.E.L.D. became the way it was was because they built it off the death of Steve Rogers falling into the Atlantic and, be, and, and quote unquote dying. S.H.I.E.L.D. was like, we need, or like the, those military members, like, we need a a global force that protects against super shit. And they did it off of the momentum of Steve Rogers sacrificing himself for the greater good. Yeah. And I'm, so, but what happens now? What happened then? Did Steve oh, Rogers go back? Did he hide? It doesn't yeah, matter. He told Peggy. He went, he went to his fucking love interest. He grew old with her. He had a wedding ring on. So like, dude, we're technically in a, that, what we saw at the end there was, a, who knows what changed. Yeah. That's, inter- that's an interesting. We'll find out. Take, yeah, for sure. Wow, yeah, I didn't we'll, think we'll about that out. aspect. Yeah, that's to be oh, yeah. interesting. Which was night although also other another callback was uh Captain America giving his shield to Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Yeah, I was curious in about the that. comics. Huh? Yeah, he becomes uh so this actually happens well not this exact scenario, but we do get like an old man Steve Rogers at some point. I forgot actually why he becomes old. Something happens to him where he like ages. He becomes old and in that time there's a couple people who take over the mantle as Captain America, Bucky being one of them. Um, Bucky is one of them. Isn't like, Sharon Rogers like a thing too? I don't remember. She's also Captain America, but it's like a, uh, a female woman. I don't. I don't remember her. Could be, but I the difference the difference between anyone else who was Captain America when Captain couldn't be was that Sam Wilson, the Falcon, was the only person that Captain ever voluntarily gave the shield to. Yeah, the people. Other people were always given the shield, but it. Falcon being Captain America was the only person that, that Steve was like, it's all, it's, it's your responsibility. I trust you. Like it's your responsibility. Um, so that was a really nice bit there that they, they gave it to Sam. Cause that's, I mean, I knew that was going to happen. I knew something was going to happen where we're not going to have Captain America. And like, obviously it's going to be Sam Wilson taking it. Like, no, like he's the only one I could see doing it properly in the MCU. Yeah. Which I makes sense why he's getting Bucky's his standalone really done. Yeah, yeah which, exactly. Well, it's not. It's actually him and Winter Soldier. They're they're in it together. Yeah. The in the Disney Plus, which I wasn't going to get Disney Plus until I started digging, and there's going to be so much MCU shit in the Disney Plus. It's insane. Yeah, I'm thinking I might actually um, sign up for it because it sounds interesting. Be, so yeah, man, we got Wandavision. We got the the um, the bit with uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. We got. Um, uh, the the black black widow excuse me standalone we got loki's um show which another thing loki got away with the power stone who knows how that could have fucked things up yeah like shit got fucked up you know uh i mean shit the fact that thanos came through time ahead like what planets did he not destroy that are now existing you know what i'm saying so like i i i would like to think well no actually that that's not how that works in this, when Iron Man snapped, he fixed all of that. 
It's anything past Iron Man snapping that's fucked up, which is Captain America go back in time. So I guess he did fix. Maybe he did fix Loki getting away. I don't know. Because we're going to see that Loki show. So who knows? I mean, we're going to find out. You yeah. Know? Well, also, didn't they say they, they, they went back in time to fix, um, you know, when exactly, you know, replacing all the Tesseract or all the Infinity Stones at the moment they were taken, which if they went back further in time, they that, that would have ne- that stuff would never have happened at that point because they went, you know, back into the 70s is what it was. Well, Six, but 60s? they took. Oh, possibly. Yeah, because Loki took it. But he could he have taken it if it wasn't there? Yeah. See who it's like funny. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, they but did I, such a good job with that story, man. I, I, I did not so expect too. any of this. I did not expect any of this. Yeah, like time travel in itself is so difficult to do. It's fucking difficult. And because it just has so many paradox issues. But I feel like all the characters like were speaking in the movie, or they had said in the movie what we as an audience were thinking. He's like, well, what about this? What about this? Well, we can't do this like, because of this. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When he's building it in the basement, like, you know, five years later, and after he talks to Steve and Natasha and and, uh, Rhodey, he's in the basement, and he's building it virtually. I was like, oh, God, of course he's going to do it. Of course. I mean, um, I also (laughs) shout out to my my old college friend who I haven't talked to in years. who messaged me on Instagram asking me uh, what I thought about the movie's feminist agenda because that was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. Uh, a buddy messaged me, like, what's up with this bullshit forced feminism? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, that female fight at the end and the fact that Thor is fat and the fact that Hulk is like a a, a, a hot idiot but isn't like all like masculine anymore. So a couple things. Number one, the Hulk being that way, not as strong and smart, is from the fucking comic books. He's called Professor Hulk. He loses some of his strength, but gains the smarts of Bruce Banner. It's almost like the Hulk and Banner become one. Professor Hulk, look at the fuck up. Uh, so A, false. Uh, B, Thor being all fat and drunken, which has never happened in the comics. Thor, even when he has become unworthy of holding a hammer, loses his title as Thor, any of these things, he becomes drunk. He never becomes like all gross and fat and stupid. Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth has said he's 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 I don't not this bluntly but he said he's over being Thor and he asked specifically to be this way in the movie so B false C <laughs> sure did we narratively need an all girl super like team at the end to like throw the beat down on Thanos maybe we didn't but also go fuck yourself that shit was awesome Pe- it was awesome uh, fucking Pepper being in that that uh, suit was fucking sick. Having Shuri, Okoye, Scarlet Witch, having everyone together doing that shit was f- a great fucking scene. And if just one little group of girls are playing outside and reenact that scene, that fucking that was worth it in itself. Like we're at a time now where even though we've always had you know people of color heroes or women or even gay superheroes, any of these things we've always had them. It's now a, a, it's now okay to have it it was always a thing before where like it was controversial if like a a, like you know don't forget wonder woman used to be the fucking secretary for the justice league so like uh the fact that we could have the fact that equality essentially yeah but it's also not a negative aspect to have any like minority group represented is awesome and the fact that like now like people of color and women like any of the younger versions of, of these people can can feel that their presence has been reflected in cinema especially in like the nerd sphere it's fucking awesome 
And like yeah. after Black Panther, there was like there was an interview with the director, and a little girl like was like walking like her father brought her to the interview and she was wearing Shuri's outfit. And he's like, yeah, she doesn't, she wants to wear it all the time. She watched the movie all the time. Like that's fucking great. That's yeah. awesome. Inclusivity a, is very strong and it's necessary. Yeah. And, so, and if you have a problem with that, just like check yourself. Like if, if you're having a problem yeah. with people like representing, it's like, Oh, what's up with this, you know, femme fatale group that's going on. We're like, can you just like, just take a step back. Just, just take look, a step back, dude. Just look at what's happening in the world like, why today. Why does that bother you? Yeah, like why? Do you feel like unmasculine because of it? Like does yeah. it put you down? It's like you just yeah. really don't understand like that that people have had like there's been oppression in the world for years and years and years and years, for yeah. hundreds of years, 100%. if not thousands of years. And you need to just like, hey, you know, we're all equal. We're all fucking human beings. But so like, it's like, also it that matter. fucking scene was dope, though. It like, was I, that's dope. A whole, that's what kills me too. Is that it wasn't like some, like, it wasn't a bad scene. It was good. It was fucking good. It was like that shit was awesome. And like when fucking when Captain America come. Oh, that fucking scene when the the guns are shooting down and they they aim up and start shooting to the sky, and Iron Man's like, "What the hell is that?" And it's like something new in the atmosphere just entered the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, and then Carol comes fucking in. Great. Well, someone was like, oh, man, why didn't Captain America get as much screen time? Captain and Marvel. the answer is because you have to. Not because she's a woman. Uh, the answer is, it's funny, too, because you see, saw the same thing with Doctor Strange. There's, like, power creep. It's like you got to tone. You got to find a way not to tone down the power of a, 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 a character in a story. So in, instead of, like, either killing them or dumbing them down or whatever, you give them a new dilemma. So like Captain Captain Marvel was out in the universe trying to fix other planets. Doctor Strange in the last big battle had to had to just sit there and hold the damn water back. Because yeah. let's be honest, if either of them were there at the beginning, it would have just been a stomp. It would have been too fast. Like yeah. when when Doctor Strange walks through the the portal, he immediately kills like a hundred soldiers around him. He lifts them up and slams them. Like they're too strong. That's why you have to give them some kind of dilemma to be away from the fight or out of the fight or what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it totally makes which was, sense. Which because, was well done. Yeah, and it's just like it's just it's just well thought out in every little thing. It's like you know, I I wish that Captain Marvel was a little bit in there a little bit more, but you know, I understand why they didn't because you know they filmed all of her scenes before actually filming. That's Captain right. Marvel That's right. As they, well, did it, so. they literally did it back to back from shooting Captain Marvel, right? Uh, no, I think well they did they did both. Uh, you know, Infinity War and then Endgame back to back, and then they also oh. and then they filmed. Um, well, they, and then they filmed Captain Marvel after Endgame, essentially. Dude, was that like a whole fucking just year of shooting? Jesus I think it was Christ. two and a half, three years of shooting. Oh my god! Can so, but like, all in all, I feel I feel like it's a great end to the MCU. Like, I oh, 100%. I'm, I'm not like I'm just I'm now starting to get in the comics, so I'm not as versed as you so i'm curious to hear like what you think in terms of like how does this differ because i've heard like mixed reactions like some people who are like well this isn't the same as the you know the comics and blah blah, blah. i know that it draws from the comics bullshit. and the mcu it, it's, it's been different for so long that's the thing is that it's been different for so goddamn long we're essentially so in in the marvel universe it's not like dc where whenever dc wants to do new do new story stuff they just fucking 86 everything and start a whole new fresh chapter yeah in, in marvel it's a multiverse, and we kind of saw aspects of this. Um, there is a, an infinite amount of universes in the Marvel, you know, w- sphere, whatever you want to call it. The main one, comic-wise, is Marvel Six One Six. That's like where we see all the heroes we know and love at their their base, like at what we know of them. 
there's another universe called the Ultimate Universe, which is like Marvel, I don't know, 6100, what the fuck ever it is. But it's, it's called the Ultimate Universe. And there's a theory that the movie, the MCU, is based off almost entirely the Ultimate Universe. But even, even with that being said, I gave, like, it doesn't have to be, this could also be another fucking universe in the Marvel sphere. It doesn't have to be word for like bit by bit in the comics, yeah. like in in the comic universe. One in, in one timeline, Thanos snaps, everything's dead. In another timeline, fucking Gamora gets the the glove, snaps, goes crazy, and Thanos teams up with the Avengers to beat her down. Um, in another timeline, like it's literally infinite amount of timelines in the Marvel universe. So like, it doesn't have to be bit by bit from the comics because that's the beauty of how Marvel writes their shit. Yeah. They they give you space. They give you space to operate. It's it's kind of brilliant. Like it's not like with Game of Thrones. It, mm-hmm. it it is the the show has diverged quite a bit from the books. Yeah, but and they can also argue, oh that sucks. But like it does. That's not the same way with the comics because there's so much room to breathe. You know. Yeah, and then you can easily say like you know in that way it's like hey thanos is this bad guy but like hey here in another universe he's a good guy there, not, in another verse he actually is a good guy <laughs> so it's just interesting to see that kind of like you know having that multiverse kind of gives you the yeah. flexibility to tell whatever yeah. story you want with yeah. these characters that yeah. you've already established so it's 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 a very smart way of doing things so i'm For curious fucking sure man i'm curious if they're going to continue that with the mcu or they're going to continue in, in this universe or Dude, however they're it's like do kind it. of like it's kind of like the wild west now we who knows how things are going to play because I, I was also mistaken. The next Spider-Man, uh, uh, Far From Home, um, I thought that was a prequel to Endgame. No, it happens literally right after Endgame. Yeah, but so here's a question I have regarding that, which was I was kind of bummed about. Um, so near the end, we see Peter Parker you know, meeting back up with Sam, is his name? I don't remember. His, uh, his, his friend. Essentially, yeah. his childhood friend. So uh, I'm guessing that he was snapped as well also because snapped. because they're both yeah. like super. It was you know, five year time. It was five year. Yeah, it's, someone brought that up at a point. Like, oh, thank God, all of Peter Parker's friends were snapped at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like you know, at that point, like, does he he's he goes he go back to school because he's still technically 16 or you know or yeah. what? So I guess yeah. so, right? For, I would assume so. I mean, that's what we're gonna see. Definitely, he's actually 21, but his uh, actual age is uh, 16. Yeah. Or physically yeah. age of 16. So. Well, yeah, because don't forget, like, you know, when, when they got unsnapped, Peter Parker gave us the explanation we needed was because the question would have been what would happen to them when they were snapped. And it was just nothing. They just ceased to exist from that moment because Peter Parker's like, oh, I remember the dust. and I remember saying sorry. Then I woke up and here we were. It's like they don't know anything yeah. except for Doctor, Doctor Strange knew, which was fucking gosh, that was so sick when Tony's like, is this, you saw 14 million ones. Is this the one? And he's like, I can't tell you. And then cuts to the part where the snap happens and Doctor Strange's holding up the fucking dam he looks over and just gives like that like that finger and it's like this is this is your play yeah that was so good man it it was interesting also to me that you know the reason why Tony Stark uh, like wanted to do the Avengers initiative in the first place or wanted to take part is like he wanted to save the world from from you know dangers and whatnot from it and then he ends up sacrificing himself to protect the ones he loves it's just like it's just so brilliant in terms of storytelling, in terms of like ending these characters and like having it just a finality and whatnot. Although I was kind of bummed about Black Widow because I really liked her, you know, her uh, storylines. And so she I'm curious. Hands to, killed it as her. Say what? 
Scarlett Johansson was great as her. Yeah, she, they actually. I felt like they actually. Everybody had like their own like moment to really shine with all these characters. In oh this, yeah, in, in this movie. Say. So like they they gave everyone their you know their their scene essentially. It's like hey, this is your scene. Like kill it, and so and everyone everyone did it. And I love that scene in you know when they're when they're in Vormir and like you know they're both fighting oh. to each other to kind of like kill yeah. themselves for the other one. Um, and she ends up just like you know pushing off to sacrifice yep. herself for the greater good. But yo, what was also crazy was he's like uh, Natasha Romanoff, son of I forgot the name, and he's like, "How do you know? How do you know your dad's name?" And she's like, "I don't even know my dad's name." That shit was hard, man. Yeah, I want to read this real quick. This is from Vanity Fair in regards to Thor and why Thor was the way he was. After critical, critically mixed outings in Thor: The Dark World and Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, the Crimson Kate Thor had lost his mojo, and um, What's his name? Uh, Hemsworth. Where's the line? I feel like I'm dying here, Hemsworth, Hemsworth told Phage. I feel like I have handcuffs on. And so afterwards, it has to be funnier. It has to be unpredictable. The actor remembers saying, totally, we just have to wipe the table again. And this was the the, the wipe was Thor being the big Lebowski, the dude, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Tony Sweet. called him the dude. And, and oh, I like yeah. that because, like, you know, in the beginning of the movie when, like, he – uh, he sounds so defeated when you know after they you know stop Thanos or they get back to Thanos and they learn that he used the Infinity Stones to destroy the Infinity Stones, and then he like Dude. as he's like giving that speech, he like just ends it abruptly by cutting off yep. his head, and he's like, "What did you do?" And he says, "Like I went for the head." Yeah, so it's like like what he yep. should have done beforehand. So yeah, it's just yep. like fuck, it was so well done. There's so oh many good, so many good feels. Like like one of my personal favorite ones. So I was just like I was trying to hold back tears for that entire thing i'm not so emotionally uh sound <laughs> but was the one where like pepper pops was like you know you can rest now tony we'll be okay yeah. oh i was sobbing i was sobbing i was like fucking hell i had my i had my face in my hoodie because it was so quiet in the theater and i was like everyone's gonna hear me literally sobbing i was sobbing yeah it was but, great uh, it was great i wouldn't change a single thing about the movie i think it was great probably my it, like probably now my favorite uh mcu movie um, I can't wait to see it again. See it again on May fourth. Uh, I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray to see all the deleted scenes because I'm sure there was a fucking shit ton of stuff that got cut out. Yeah. Oh, I also, think... did 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 you did you know what the uh, after credits thing was? So I we didn't hear anything um, on our oh. end because it cut the audio out. But I looked it up because I was like, I yeah, heard it was, it was Iron Man beating his first hand, his first. Well, seat. was are you sure it was that, or is it like someone was also saying that it, it could be Wolverine's claws? No, it, it was confirmed that it's the scene for when Iron Man is first in the cave in Iron Man One. Oh, is it? It's okay. all, I'm almost positive it was just con- it was like straight up confirmed. That's what it was. It was like as a nod, like as a final farewell to that character. Yeah, because like Iron Man was the original movie in the MCU. Iron Man is the reason why we have all this. Like, let's be real. That first Iron Man, if it didn't do success, if it wasn't successful, we wouldn't have any of this. Yeah, and it was man that that movie in itself was great, just pure fire. Great fucking movie. So good. It's just like, <sighs> uh, it's yeah. done. It's over. It's over, Dom. What are we gonna do? I guess we're gonna sign up for Disney Plus so we can watch all these new spinoffs. Yeah, well, so. that's exactly what we're gonna do. I just, I just, <laughs> re- I just really hope that whomever, if anybody's actually listening to this, which I'd be, you know, highly doubtful, uh, who is in charge of making all these great things, just like make sure that you know you just do it service. Like, don't do the Apple method of not caring about your content right. you just want to put content out there like make it well done like it's going to be 100%. so 
I think we will. I think we'll see that. Yeah. I think we'll see that. I, I feel I'm, like Disney knows they want money. Well, Disney wants money. They know how to do it. Yeah. And then just, but the problem is now, like, just take your time. Like, you know, like, don't be greedy. Just, you know, the money will come if you make a quality product. Don't just try to push shit out, which I'm kind of skeptical of these, you know, these spinoff shows about that. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm fucking yeah. stoked. I can't wait for the future of the MCU. See what we got going on. I guarantee you it's as, going to be scaled Guardians back, of the though. Galaxy. Can't wait for Asgardians of the Galaxy. Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I forgot. So, yeah, about well, that that's line. actually a comic. That's actually a comic line called Asgardians of the Galaxy. But that's what I think they're going to call the next one with Thor being part of the Guardians. Yeah. So we'll so. see though. Well, cool. Well, guys, thanks for coming out and listening to our review and spoiler-filled talk about the Endgame. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you enjoy it, you know, leave us a, a comment or uh, you know a review on iTunes to tell us what you think about this and other things. We're trying to do more of these OG chats. So if there's something that you want to hear us talk about in depth, you can uh, tag us on Twitter with the hashtag #AskOGP, and we will, you know, take into consideration. Talk about it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. Cheers.